This is Sean Williams. And this is Kevin Moore. And welcome to Fashion Decipher. Today we'll be talking about gender fluid fashion and hip hop style. We're talking about what it means to be gender fluid and how that relates to how people dress in hip hop currently. Yes, that's true. Um, gender fluid people do not feel confined by restrictive boundaries of stereotypical expectations of women and men. Therefore, they feel the freedom of dressing and behaving in a style that's unique to them mm-hmm. without the constraints of being a man or a woman. True. I mean, we have um, artist and, act- and actor Ruby Rose. You know, she gave her opinion in a Huffington Post article about what gender fluidity is. And she said gender fluidity is not really feeling like you're at one end of the spectrum or the other. That's true. I mean, we all encountered what we might think was our first experience with someone who was gender fluid in regards to tomboys. That's true. That's so funny because I, you know, I grew up a tomboy, my sister and I. You know, my dad wanted two boys. My mom had two girls. And I also had nothing but uh, male cousins. And we wanted to do everything that they did. Um, Climbing trees, skateboarding, riding dirt bikes. And I didn't see anything wrong with that, but I didn't really associate it with it being such a bad thing. Um, But just to give you some clarification of what a tomboy is, a tomboy is a girl who exhibits characteristics or behaviors considered typically of a boy, including wearing masculine clothing and engaging in games and activities that are physical in nature, like football, basketball, soccer, Mm -hmm. wrestling. Wrestling, Mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, we all grew up with tomboys and uh, girls who would dress a certain way but behave a certain way. Right. You know, and I think maybe behavior was more dominant than actually dress. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as opposed to maybe gender fluid people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's all, uh, all majority is definitely how they dress. Maybe not be attributed to behavior. Right. You know, I know you said you had, you had spoke to a friend recently about that. Yeah, I spoke to my friend John. He's part of the LGBTQ community. And he gave his take on what he felt that being gender fluid is. He said, um, for a tomboy, he feels that a tomboy is a female that is straight out embracing the male side of things in all aspects, like hobbies, clothing, and gender fluid is similar to being metrosexual. You are able to embrace, embrace both sides with ease and confidence. Also, he feels that being classified as one or the other doesn't mean you're a lesbian or homosexual. He feels that they can be independent of one another. I mean, that's true. I mean, it's funny. Why would someone make the connection between how you dress and your sexuality? Right. You know, I think that's a that's a big jump. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's a reach. I mean, but we've been seeing this stuff um, for years, like like people crossing the lines. I mean, think about how influential Prince was in his style. Absolutely. He's definitely one who uh, was, a ve- was a male who dr- used women's clothing, um, and people never really guessed or second-guessed his sexuality. I think it had a lot to do with also the lifestyle he lived and the the attractive women he always stayed around. That's right. Apollonia, vanity, absolutely. Um, you know, Prince's impact on fashion was one that was gender bending. He used pieces that were over the top, like sequins and lace and ruffles. Mm-hmm. He also wore fitted pants to showcase his form, bell bottoms, hot pants, lycra jumpsuits. You know, there was an article in theguardian.com and it was titled Prince, How His Androgynous Style Influenced Fashion. They go through his style on how gender-free it was and that the music singing style he had often mimicked it. You know, this was framed for so many other artists that came after him. That's true. And I think also what, what helped Prince avoid being ridiculed or even looked at in a certain way, one, the time period, 
you know, yeah. in the 80s, there was a lot of androgyny going on. And then the color that he was, like, associated with, like, yeah. the color purple. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't really any assignment to that color. Right, that's true. It was a male-dominant or, or, or female-dominant. Mm-hmm. Like, in an article in, in Bustle, you know, it explores his affinity with the color purple mm-hmm. and how he, he became upon using it. You know, when Prince released the album Controversy, the cover featured him wearing a light a white jacket. The article points out that this was the first time you see him beginning to embrace this color. Mm-hmm. You know, in the mid '80s, he began to be really intrigued by the notion of the apocalypse. You know, so the song "Purple Rain" references you and your lover facing the end of the world. Right. You know, Prince himself described it: "Blood in the sky, which is normally blue. This color mixes together, creates purple. The rain." pertains to the end of the world and being with your love right you know so purple at that time wasn't necessarily once again like a, a gender prescribed or exclusive color yeah totally yeah um you know that the jacket color he wore on that cover was mauve i believe it's like a lighter purple but then he got deeper into it as he did purple rain mm-hmm. yeah totally so it's definitely you know the color purple like you said kevin wasn't really defined to be masculine or feminine. It just was a color, you know, kind of like green, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's, um, that's true. So it's not, it wasn't gender specific where you had blue for boys when the babies were born and pink for girls. Um, you know, you also had yellow. Yellow's kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah, not gender specific. But things changed. Yes. You know what I mean? So, you know, for babies being assigned, little girls being assigned pink, that changed when Cameron stepped into the scene. Yeah. I mean, Cam definitely, you know, pink is not a color that has been associated with masculinity at all at all you know and hip in the hip-hop world where you wear your masculinity as a chip on your shoulder this color is not a part of the perceived uniform it's true but that changed as you said in the early 2000s like rapper cameron changed the dynamic of how hip-hop perceived this color right i mean at cameron first appearance at fashion week in 2002 he debuted a pink ensemble you know he showed up wearing a pink mink fur pink mink fur hat a pink matching cell phone. I mean, since that debut, he made the color pink his signature color. And that is like the most copied Cameron look when it comes to Halloween. Yeah. To this day, if you look at Halloween trends around that time, or you look at the hashtag uh, for Halloween or Cameron, that is the outfit that has copied the most. Yeah, like even his his vehicles he had were pink. You know, almost every appearance you saw him during the time, music video, award shows, you saw Cam with pink. He owned that color. Yeah, and after the color was accepted, it's funny that he kind of grew tired of it, mm-hmm. and uh, he came across the color purple himself mm-hmm. with the release of his album Purple Haze. So and it reemerged from yeah, Prince to Cam. Exactly mm-hmm. from R and B rock to hip hop. Right. You know, and and it's just something that people just accepted. Yeah, I mean, it was on the runways. It you know Fashion Week. You know, even men's menswear brand that beginning to add in uh, pink ties and pink button down shirts. Um, you know, pocket squares, you know, mm-hmm. pink became like a signature call of the time. Cause you know, hip hop, you know, even black culture in general, you know, is the pulse of style a lot of times. So, you know, they copy, they picked up that and copy that, you know, on, but getting back to, um, gender fluid fl- style, just to give some background into hip hop. Um, there was an article in complex and it was the timeline of how the fit of the jeans has changed in hip hop. And it went from the Grandmaster Flash days to the beginning days of the ASAP Mob and ASAP Rocky. It gives the reader a visual on how the style has changed. So during the Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five days, 
they wore more fitted jeans and leather pants. Mm. Um, and that look carried on all the way down to the era of Run DMC, Beastie Boys, NWA, Ice-T, and we begin to see a change in that look in the early 90s. Now, this era marks the, the beginning of the baggy jeans, you know, which was one, you know, from artists of that era, such as Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, Biggie Smalls, Nas, and DMX, to name a few. Yeah, there was definitely a shift in the music itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you began to see the shift in the music, the actual sound of the music, then you began to see the shift in the clothing. Right. You know, um, one of the biggest influences of, of, I would say, fashion shift had been embodied by Kanye West. Right. You know, he was in the front, at the forefront of pushing change in men's fashion, you know. That's so true. Kanye West with the little black jacket, you know, mm-hmm. the Chanel jacket, which, you know, as we all know, it's it's a jacket that was made for women, um, but it was, it was mimicking like a men's style. Right. And um, in 2012, he began to wear it a lot. Uh, it was a co- collaborative effort between Carl Lagerfeld and um, Corinne Rockfeld, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, and although Chanel is known as a woman's brand, it didn't stop Kanye from finding a way to wear the black boats jacket and making it his own. Yeah, I went to that exhibit. It was in Soho here. It traveled, but it was in Soho in New York City. And, you know, looking across the aisle at all the photos, that really struck me because he totally made it his own. You know, and it's, you know, so interesting, like you pointed out, for that Bullsey jacket to be a woman's jacket, mm-hmm. but tailored as if it was a man's jacket, mm-hmm. and to see a man wear it and make it his own was really interesting. And I like that take on it. Yeah, Kanye, I mean, he's been one of the people in hip hop who has shaped with such great influence on how clothing is worn. And- right. And help them to dis- demystify like what is men and what is women. That's true. You know, that is so true. Even um like the Cartier like love bracelets. That's know? true. He's definitely been a big wearing that, a big proponent of that. Even like Kevin Hart mm-hmm. wears it. Um, Drake is known for wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, among other people. Like Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And although the Cartier love bracelet, you know, and the Justin Clue, the Justin Nail, they're both unisex bracelets, um, and they didn't have a huge impact on the hip hop community until Kanye kind of brought it in. Um, and like you said, uh, Kev, Kevin Hart, the comedian, was seen wearing it in 2016, where he had kind of stacked him up with the um, Just On Clue. You know, so this, you know, that, bringing that into the hip hop uh, dynamic and the, the way we dress was definitely new. And that's something that Kanye could be credited with. Mm-hmm. And not just him, like even like Drake was also a big fan of, of wearing that stuff. Right. And, and like a, and Drake to me is like a bridge between the early two thousand and like the newer artists. That's true. You know, and like with a lot of trap stars and trap artists, mm-hmm. and they they're bringing their own style to the foray as well. Yeah, they definitely help progress the the style of hip hop yeah. as we currently see it now. Mm-hmm. And think about like ASAP Rocky. Right. You know, and uh, what he has done for the hip hop community. I mean, but ASAP Rocky was the beginning of the trend to where skinny tight jeans right you know in 2012 he was accused of wearing women's dress on BET or 106 in Park and he made a statement afterwards to address it you know pun intended (laughs) if fashion is your life and that's what you like and that's what you're about express yourself wear what you want and nothing matters nobody else opinions matters he stated um be the person that starts the trend Mm -hmm. you know and other artists have worn women's clothing as well Mm -hmm. you know Lil Wayne most deaf CeeLo, we've all seen CeeLo at award shows. Absolutely. Constantly bending um, the trends. Uh, Omar Epps and even Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith a lot, yeah. You know, and I think 
that's important that these artists are starting to embrace themselves and being more individualistic. Yeah, and I think that really helped because the way ASAP, you know, released that statement and saying that basically he owned it and he was saying like, you know what, I'm not embarrassed. Like this is, he didn't necessarily say the words, yes, I wore a dress, but he said, you know what, be the person that starts to the tr- trend. Don't worry about what other people feel or, or, or say about what you're wearing. You own it, you like it, you wear it. 100%. And that's important for so many kids that get teased in high school and elementary when it comes to their clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and think about who's a bigger influence than, say, Young Thug and who's very gender-bending and very gender-fluid. Yeah, absolutely. The style of Young Thug has been, Thug has been questioned a lot um, because it's his choice to wear tighter clothing. You know, he states in an article, I believe it was in GQ, that, you know, he likes to look like a rock star. You know, so he chooses women's clothing because they have that fit. They're, t- they're cut tighter. Because uh, women are normally much smaller built than men. Um, there was an article on the splinternews.com that point, points out hip-hop's homophobia. And it doesn't allow for these gender-fluid styles to exist because the idea of being gay is still used as a way to emasculate men. So, you know, that's part of the problem of why they kind of get on the way Young Thug dresses. But, you know, we do have to understand Young Thug is bringing in a style of dress that wasn't ever a part of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. It was part of, as he said, the rock star style. You know, right. and, and that look encompasses everything from like a leather motor jacket, black button down poplin shirts, denim, denim shirts. shirts. Yeah, absolutely. Slim fitting jeans, lace up boots. Yeah, Chelsea boots. Yeah, leather bracelets. Uh-huh. Like what else? Like Ray Bangs. Chunky Chunk- knit cardigans. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the outfit or the uniform that rock stars would wear. You know, and, and think about even newer artists now, like, like Little Uzi Vert. Right. You know, I mean, as we all remember the the infamous meme that went around, yeah, you know, circling of him with an outfit where he was wearing like a ripped red and black striped shirt by a Faith Connection mm-hmm. and holding a coordinated Garnier bag. I mm-hmm. mean, his fans defended his look, and he responded with the fact that the shirt cost twenty four hundred dollars. He was called out by many in the industry, like Tyrese, Tammy Roman, and the online platform Worldstar. But R and B singer Tank came out in defense of the look telling people to let the young rappers live the life they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he could have found, I think, a better way of expressing uh, his personal choice yeah. versus just telling how much it costs. But, you know, we kind of understand what he was trying to say. There. Yeah, he was saying it's $2,400, so, you know, you have to respect it. That's the kind of money I spent on it. Um, you know, and I, I don't know what they had a problem with specifically. I don't remember if it was just the ripped shirt or if it was holding the Goyar bag. I don't know which one it is, but there's so many hip-hop stars that wear... And hold Goyar bags now. So I don't know which, you know, thing it was. Or maybe it was a combination of the two. But, you know, if anything, that look, that photo specifically, looks just like punk style. Yeah. You know, all the punk style in the 80s, they all wore clothes like that. Mm-hmm. Like the clothing, the hairstyle, the cosmetics. All of that encompasses. Like the body style. modifications. Because Uzi Vert has those, like, piercings in his nose and around his eyebrow. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, and the clothes, the uniform of a punk star would be like super skinny tight jeans like city like vicious yeah uh, like the studded accessories mm-hmm. belts bracelets like colored hair yeah and i know he is uh, i think as xx Ascension has colored his hair like a light gray his dreads oh yeah that's yeah. right that's right mm-hmm. um distressed or torn clothing which his shirt was the faith connection shirt was torn yeah combat boots mm-hmm. and like band buttons yeah so what band that you love and that's what you follow you kind of like wore it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is true and it's funny, as, as these artists begin to grow and their fan bases get bigger, it's going to be a question like, how, 
how's the fashion industry embracing like these gender fluid individuals right and i think it, it has changed and i think there's some designers that are embracing that change and one of which is grace wells bonner um there was an article in luk where she speaks about her designs mm -hmm. and you know her designs have been the core of this movement gender fluid movement you know her approach towards uh gender fluidity is not just boyfriend jeans or a purse a man purse yes but it's something much deeper right like she says like my work is about showing non-prescriptive representation and pushing a broader spectrum of black representation right you know, as a biracial woman she realized her for herself that there's no prescriptive way of being anything you negate your own identity mm -hmm. and, and that's true like being biracial you don't pick or choose which side you have to represent both of them so, right and by picking one side over the other then you're negating the other side mm -hmm. you know you know, and you want, and you, and it's the same thing with gender fluid. Like if someone feels that they're connected, that something that's from the women's department, does that make them less of a man? And I don't think that if they should be looked at that way. And I don't think that they should be judged in that way. You know, and I think, you know, we're well beyond the, the era of people saying, you know, you shouldn't wear this, you shouldn't do that. I mean, cause even in the nineties itself. You know, that era in the 90s with the baggy jeans, that wasn't accepted. Mm -mm. You know, there were so many people against that. Like, you know, pick up your jeans. You know, you know the belts were sagging. Saggy jeans was like a, an armor of the 90s gear that not a lot of people liked. So the way that this is being rejected and denounced, baggy jeans was too. That's true. That's definitely true. I mean, it's a new time. It's a new era. And I think, you know, people have to be open. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, these are artists. And as long as their core uh, art isn't changing, right. the sound or the quality of the music that they're making isn't changing, then I wonder why would a fan be discouraged or not like a certain artist if their music isn't changing? Let people dress how they want to dress and feel comfortable. Right, because it's not, like you said, it's since their music is uh, audio, that really shouldn't have to affect how they look you know what i mean visual mm -hmm. if if they choose to express their look that way and a lot of times people go into moments like actors where they embrace a look that inspired the album you know and maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of the the look that helped make the album that you know reached the top of the charts and they want to continue to dress that way because they're in that moment like acting so why not i agree totally i mean i think this is something that is just just getting started it's right. like the tip of the iceberg and we will be seeing gender fluidity uh, a lot more because as we all know, once industry gets a hold of this, I'm talking about these fashion houses or just these stores and stuff, the mass market and stuff, we're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah, and we're going to continue to talk about it. And I know there are so many people who are embracing it. And I'm sure there are going to be designers that are specifically going to design for gender fluid people. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Definitely, definitely. I look forward to being part of the conversation as well. Mm -hmm. So for Fashion Decipher, I am Kevin. I'm Sean. And thank you for listening. Bye. Hey guys. Hey guys. Make sure you visit our website, fashionthecypher.com, to get a visual on what we are talking to you about. Check out pics from events, of guest speakers, and exhibits. 
If you miss anything we post, you can visit our archives page. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button, leave your email, and if you like, a comment. Tell us what you think or what you would want to hear on an upcoming episode. Don't forget to follow and friend Fashion Decipher on social media. Check out what we're up to. Speak Speak with with you you next week. week.